Let's talk impeachment, but let's first start that conversation with what happened yesterday on Capitol Hill when U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz defied the current regime and their job at the southern border. Does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. You heard the secretary. He said we have operational control. That's the definition of operational control. Based upon the definition you have, sir, up there, no. We don't have operational control. No, sir. Operational control is an actual definition of our border and Mayorkas and the Biden regime by design do not have operational control of that, of our border, of our borders. And just to put the stake in the heart of Mayorkas and Biden's horrible, by design, of course, this is all by design, folks. They're meant, they're globalists. They want to weaken America and let in the invading forces in through our southern border. But just to put salt on the wound, Ortiz didn't just stop at exposing, which not really exposing, we already know what's really going on, but confirming what's really going on the southern border But he did something you generally don't want to do politically or in a marriage or in a relationship, and that's make comparisons, especially when the current boss or partner is woefully below the talents and abilities of the previous one. And there was more. Chief Ortiz also said the border is not secure. He defended horseback agents who President Biden accused of whipping Haitian migrants. And then he offered a final spike in the heart by simultaneously coming after this administration and supporting the previous administration, saying it was a mistake to stop building the wall, Trump's wall. Ouch. Not only are you a terrible boss, but the previous boss was better than you. Wow. And anyone with a sharp mind or common sense knows you would never do that in a relationship. Don't really have much to talk about, but I imagine that would be bad seeing that I've been married for 26 years to my same beautiful wife who is the mother of all of my children. But you get the point. Check this out, folks. It was uh, interesting. We also got this news that the uh, also from Fox News from their website. It says the Biden administration spends about $130,000 per day to store and maintain unused border wall panels at the southern border. And Senate Republicans are demanding answers. So if you do the math, that's about $50 million a year to do nothing with border wall panels that are just sitting on the ground. I would call this, oh, I don't know, impeachable offenses by Mayorkas at DHS and, of course, Joe Biden, his boss, or, you know, the figurehead, because... Joe Biden has bosses that are pulling the, 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 the strings. And this is where I don't fault Ortiz for his response, but this is definitely politics. And I'll explain what I mean by that after you watch this clip. Chief Ortiz, should Secretary Marcus be impeached? Should Secretary Marcus be impeached, sir? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. You've served our country as well, sir. How can you say no when you know he's broken his oath? You've had 17 suicides. How can you say the morale of Border Patrol has not been affected? Border Patrol deserves better, sir. Kudos to uh, Ben Berkham over at Real America's Voice uh, for that question of Ortiz and Ortiz saying no. And then they replayed it, no, no, no. Folks, 
look, Ortiz is part of a chain of command, right? It, I understand him saying no. Like, first of all, we now have had, we are in March. We now have had two months, two solid months, January to February, February to March, over two months of the GOP control of the House. Why have there not been an impeachment of Mayorkas yet? Ortiz was politically smart to not endanger himself and those of the agents and bring even more uh, animus from the tyrants at DHS, Mayorkas, and those above him by saying he should be impeached. I would have said, that's up to Congress to decide. I wouldn't have said no, but I understand why Ortiz did. He's got a job to do and he doesn't want to get involved in politics. He spoke clearly enough during that hearing. Wow, folks. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your brother. I am your host. If you're not aware, my given name is James, the black conservative patriot, bringing you real news every single day, generally twice a day. So if you're on YouTube or any other platform, please like, share, and subscribe. Share the link to this on social media. And don't forget that we do have a sister YouTube channel called the BCP Report. Make sure you check out our, our latest offering over there. Juniorette, my daughter, who is going to be graduating from college in a few months, has a report for you. Let's continue with the news. Let's go back to Washington, the weak, a weird, wacky place that it is. There was a dinner a few nights ago over the weekend on Saturday night, and a woman passed out and struck her head at the annual Gridiron Club dinner in D.C., now, they were looking for a doctor, and guess who was the doctor that was there? It was Dr. Anthony. Last night at the gridiron dinner in D.C., maybe 10 feet from me in Saragoran, a woman collapsed, her, hit her head on the table, and was laying on the floor without moving. People gathering, trying to help, but no one was sure what to do. Someone goes, find a doctor. They found one. And Dr. Anthony was there. He treated the woman said she was okay, and uh, thankfully she was fine and things progressed as normal. My question is, why did the woman collapse in the first place? Why did the woman collapse in the first place? I wonder if Anthony has anything to say about that. Sorry, folks, let me go back to another story here that's important. Uh, ever since we got uh, super popular uh, governor of Arizona... Katie Hobbs, remember, she is so popular. I mean, she debated Carrie Lake and crushed Carrie Lake in the debate. She was always there to answer questions from the press when they pressed her about her policies. And she did not run from the press and did not do the Joe Biden uh, playbook in her 2022 campaign. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Disregard all of that. She did the exact opposite, ran from the press, did not debate, and did the basement campaign. The same thing that Joey did, even though we're way past the pandemic. Well, numbers are in. 30% more gotaways in, in Hobbs' second month as governor of Arizona when we're talking about illegal border crossings. Second month in, and already it's uh, by, by design and by no surprise, 
Since Governor Katie Hobbs was sworn into office in January, the number of foreign nationals illegally entering Arizona has increased primarily in the U.S. and Border Protection's Tucson sector. And as several factors, including Texas expanding border security efforts, are resulting in illegal border crossings increasing further west, law enforcement officials say Arizona can expect greater numbers. Hmm. So Texas fortifies their southern border because the Fed won't do it, and it's drawn over to Arizona, where there have been reports that there are some illicit funds coming from the cartels going into the pocket of uh, Ms. Hobbs and others. Nothing to see here. I'm sure nothing is related. By the way, First Republic Bank was downgraded to junk by S&P yesterday. We're also finding out that California Governor Gavin Newsom failed to disclose that he was a client at Silicon Valley Bank as he was lobbying the White House and Treasury for a bailout of the bank. He said in a statement over the weekend, over the last 48 hours, I've been in touch with the highest levels of leadership at the White House and Treasury. Everyone is working with FDIC to stabilize the situation as quickly as possible to protect jobs, people's livelihoods, an entire innovation ecosystem that has served as a tentpole for our economy. Said Gavin Newsom. Oh, but, uh, you know, he might want to have mentioned that um, he has substantial ties to Silicon Valley Bank. Not just from his wineries, Plump Jack, but personal accounts and his wife, Jennifer's Charities. Great, great work done by The Intercept in intercepting and reporting this news. The Intercept reported Gavin Newsom maintained personal accounts at SVB for years. By the way, California law prohibits officials from influencing a government decision in which he or she has a financial interest, according to the conflict of interest codes. But of course, the Democrats and the rhinos and the establishment at the state level and at the federal level are about conflict of interests. Their interest conflicts with those of Americans and directly puts money in their pockets. Gavin Newsom is who the Democrats are hoping to replace Biden in 2024. If you watched my previous live stream, which is actually an episode because the live stream audio was weird again, but luckily I had a backup recording this time. I put that up and um, in there we, we, we talk about the rhino plan to replace Trump with DeSantis in 2024 in the primaries. Make, make sure, I mean, Tucker Carlson sent out these letters and he opened up a can of worms that had to be discussed and we discussed it in the previous episode. Make sure you check it out. Now, Joe Biden is not going to go in 2024 and we've already heard word that Gavin Newsom is going to be out there stumping for Joe. He's going to be his spokesperson. Now, I'm actually quite surprised. I got this one wrong, folks. I originally didn't think that, I I originally thought that they would replace Joey within the first six months to to a year. But they were able to perfect that cocktail a little bit better and make him a little bit more lucid. I mean, he does vacation 40% of the time, so he gets plenty of rest in between the few things that he actually does as president. I thought they would replace them by now. Obviously, the whole document story, oh, you forgot about that, I haven't. But we've forgotten about it, and now the pressure for him to resign is off, less than it was over the last several months. So if this does play out for another year, which it looks like it's going to at this point, 
I suspect, and I could be wrong on this, but it seems like they're going to have Gavin Newsom out there on the campaign trail because Joey's too busy doing nothing and taking 40% of his time as president on vacations to actually go out and campaign. We know that that's because he can't. It's too rigorous for him. Plus, he can't be away from Wilmington where the CCP and the Obama and Georgie Porgy people are telling him what to do. So Gavin Newsom, they've already announced this. Gavin Newsom is going to be a very front-facing spokesperson for Joe Biden. I'm going to keep this video up so that when we see six months, a year from now, that Joe Biden bows out and Gavin Newsom, who's been out there stumping for Joe Biden, comes in to replace him, you can say, I'm not going to say I called it, but you're going to say, oh, BCP, he suspected that might be a play that they're up to. So we must be cognizant of what Gavin Newsom is up to so we can uh, come at it, come at him with this in the future. By the way, remember over in Georgia, I know this is a weird segue. I have weird segues, folks. It's how my mind works. Remember when Stacey Abrams lost the gubernatorial race not once but twice in Georgia? It's so funny how crooks and people on the left, the Democrats, always seem to land on their feet. So remember a few weeks ago, the left started talking about banning stoves. And of course, people got all up in arms about it. And they said, no one's coming for your gas stoves or whatever. Well, check this out. Stacey Abrams gets a new job after election loss, joins environmental group trying to eliminate gas stoves. I mean, a two-time loser, a person who can't doesn't have her own finances in order, has demonstrated corruption when it comes to managing her own funds. She'll be joining an environmental advocacy dark money group that is pushing to regulate and ban natural gas-powered stoves. Man, these people really are by design doing everything against us. Amazing. Amazing. You fail but you still come out on top. Okay, this is a very wacky and weird story. There was a fire in New York. This is how Fox News reports on this fire that broke out at a Manhattan hotel where a Chinese billionaire was. The FBI is investigating after a fire broke out at an Upper East Side Hotel Wednesday at the same apartment where a business tycoon long sought by the government of China and known for cultivating ties to Trump administration figures, including Steve Bannon, was arrested yesterday. I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. Go Wengui, 54, was accused along with his financier and chief of staff of various crimes, including wire and securities fraud. He was charged in court papers on the name Ho Wang Kwok. U.S. prosecutors said the indictment stemmed from a complex scheme in which Guo lied to hundreds of thousands of online followers in the United States and around the world before misappropriating hundreds of millions of dollars. It is unknown if the fire was in the unit where Gao was living. Guo was arrested in a sprawling luxury apartment at the Sherry Netherland, one of the storied Manhattan apartment hotels overlooking Central Park. Hours later, firefighters extinguished a smoky blaze on the same floor as his penthouse. It wasn't immediately clear if the fire was in his home or related to his arrest. Now, why is this fishy? Well, this 
This this case was brought on by the Southern District of New York, someone who's going after Trump. It's the same court that saw the bogus case against Steve Bannon, Brian Kofegi of the bringing it bringing the wall back into it, uh, build the wall. Remember that we build the wall effort. All other out of the Southern District of New York. Interestingly enough, the Southern District of New York is also where the FTS, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried case is taking place. Where he's allowed to sit in his parents' luxurious home in California and not in jail. He's a close associate of Steve Bannon, who is a Trump guy. I wonder what the connection is. I wonder what's going to come out. Something wacky is going on there. Does anybody know what's going on? Please let me know. By the way, I played this morning the uh, the VP being on the late show with Stephen Colbert and what she had to say about Ron DeSantis. And boy, they loved her outside of the theater. People were yelling, lock her up, lock her up. I don't know. Biden, China. So it turns out that Trump was right about TikTok. Remember, one of the first things that Biden did when he came into office was he revoked the Trump-era executive order aimed at banning TikTok. But here's CNBC's reporting. Shares in social media companies Snap and Meta jumped in after hours trading on Wednesday after the Biden administration was reported to be considering banning TikTok in the U.S. But, of course... Biden gave them an out. They want them to divest. They want the the Chinese tech giant Byte Dance to divest its stakes. So Snap, which is Snapchat, went up nearly seven percent. Meta, Facebook, went up two percent. I don't care about that. But uh, Trump was right, and Trump even a week ago truthed out. Has anybody noticed that everyone wants to go after and destroy TikTok due to China influence and national security? But you notice how Joe always gives them an out. Always gives them an out. But Joe Biden is very popular. Yesterday, he delivered remarks on the administration's so-called plans to lower prescription costs. He did this at uh, the University of Nevada in Las Vegas, UNLV. And uh, he got one person to clap. And he had a very, very small crowd. The crowd, I'm looking at the picture here. One, two, three rows of about 15 to 20 people were full. And the fourth row was completely empty. And it looks like one, two, looks like there was only one, two, one, two, three, four rows. Maybe there was five rows. And the last of those four or five rows is completely empty. And the rows only appear to be about 15, 10 to 15 people wide. 81 million man. 81 million man. And once again, Biden, the people on the second floor telling him not to jump. Oh, wow, I didn't see you all up there. Oh, I guess there was people up there. But they wanted to be down there and they wanted to fill that fourth and fifth empty rows. <laughs> Holy mackerel, don't jump. That's a weird, weird joke he keeps making about not jumping. 
Very strange. But the people up front, limited crowd. And do you hear the enthusiasm of that crowd? Yeah, it's uh, not very enthusiastic. Not very enthusiastic. 81 million man. All right, let's talk about Lindsey Graham, one of the good friends of Joe Biden. And he wants war. And he says, this is what Ronald Reagan would want. Really? Lindsey War wants to start a war with Russia in Ukraine over the drone incident. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has suggested opening fire on Russian fighter jets that intercept U.S. drones after one such an encounter ended with a Reaper plunging into the sea. They shot down our drone. What should our answer be? Well, we should hold them accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would, he would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. Yeah. Well, I was a wee one during Reagan years and living in a very Union Democrat household. So I don't know if Reagan would have done that, but I suspect that diplomacy would have been his first tactic. Boy, do they want a war. Boy, do they want a war. What are your thoughts, folks? This seems to be what they want from our reporting this morning. I didn't play for you what Vice President Mike Pence wants. But if some of you are thinking, and I don't think anyone necessarily on this channel, any member of the BCP family is thinking that they would get Trump light with Mike Pence if they were able to forgive him for his backstabbery on January 6th. If you are not convinced that Mike Pence and the rhinos and the, the neocons, neolibs are from the caught from the same cloth and want the same thing, let me end with this from Tucker Carlson. We're paying the Ukrainians to fight Russia, Pence writes, so we won't have to fight Russians ourselves. Pence endorses even stricter sanctions against Moscow. He dismisses the risk of nuclear war as a, quote, bullying tactic from Putin. And then Pence suggests that anyone who disagrees with his views on Ukraine is a disloyal American. That's the warmonger attitude. Oh, don't be worried about the fact that we might have a conflict with a nuclear power in Russia. They're not dangerous enough to use nuclear power, but they're dangerous enough to want to take over the rest of the world after Ukraine and Crimea. Am I the only one that has a hard time with that, thinking it might be some sort of cognitive dissonance that we must stop Russia at Ukraine because if not, they're going to take over the whole world. And the way they can do that is because they're nuclear power, but we shouldn't be worried about them using those nuclear capabilities. Remember, folks, it doesn't have to be all-out nuclear war. A dirty bomb or what we, the United States, are shamefully guilty of, Hiroshima, it could be something like that on even a smaller scale. But no, we shouldn't be worried about it. It's just a bullying tactic. But we should fight these bullies via a proxy war in Ukraine. That is the stance of Mike Pence, who solidly represents everything that we MAGA folks reject. Nation building, regime toppling, and warmongering. 
quote, there is no room for Putin apologists in the Republican Party. Mike Pence did not specify who he was talking about, though we suspect this show is included in that treasonous category. And this show and its producer and presenter, me, James, the black conservative patriot, are also guilty of that. According to Mike Pence's ridiculous, ridiculous definition. I am not a Putin apologist. I do not like Putin. I also do not like Zelensky nor Joe Biden. I put them all in the same category as 100% untrustworthy. Though, being very fair, Putin does and did have a valid concern about having NATO missiles on his doorstep and NATO coming after his country. And it sure seems that that fear wasn't exactly unfounded. It also appears that we are right about Ukraine all along. They are corrupt as our money goes to Ukraine, but somehow is not audited and who knows where the hell it ends up. And Joe Biden, of course, was a liar and not a centrist when he was running for president and has become a puppet of the hard left and the neolibs, who, of course, have the same idea as Mike Pence, the uniparty warmongers, once again, beating the war drums. Thanks for being here, folks. Please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to check out our sister YouTube channel, The BCP Report as well as our other show, uh, BCP Unfiltered. Head over to therealbcp.com, join our community for free, and watch episode seven of our newly started third season. We are now in our third year. Check it out. If you like what we're doing there, please support us. You can also catch the show on Spotify and all the major podcasting platforms. Just go to bcppodcast.com, or you can watch episode number seven over at bcpextras.com. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.